Redeemer family, thank you for joining us. This is going to be week one, technically. We did an intro week with Rachel and I. Um, we heard some great feedback about that. This is week one. Um, so this is focusing on the devotional titled Help that you should have received mm-hmm. in your email. And if you didn't receive it, um, sign up for our emails to make sure you're getting these devotionals each week. So every Monday you'll get one. It'll have a psalm of lament and it'll be themed. And that's what we'll be talking about on these conversations on Fridays. But you can listen to it whenever you choose. Um, and so we're talking about Psalm 12 today. Um, and the title of this one is Help. And so I'm going to read the psalm. And then we're just going to have a conversation around the theme and some of the questions in the in the devotional. Um, and we hope that it is encouraging to you, inspirational to you, and we hope it spurs you on to have these conversations in your homes and in your families and with your friends or in your formation group um, that we would be sort of wrestling through this season together. And so that's the goal here. So I'm going to read Psalm 12, and I'm reading uh, the NIV. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor they flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say by our tongues we will prevail, our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So I, um, I personally love this psalm. I think that there's like a really healthy dose of cynicism here that leads <laughs> us to lament, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think this idea of lament is, for me, all about honesty it's about our ability to be honest before god who already knows everything we think say Mm. and do um and is the only one who we can be completely vulnerable and honest with who sees us just as we are right and i think Mm. this idea of um asking for help is one that personally i've really struggled with so as i was writing this devotional um i kind of went through three movements like those who see asking for help as a weakness um those who don't ask for help because of their own pride and arrogance and self-righteousness or potentially those who uh, don't ask for help because they did at one point and someone let mm-hmm. them down or someone hurt Brilliant. them. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, uh, Leon, maybe you can jump, jump off here with it. Which one of those do you most resonate with? And yeah, what was you, what are your kind of some of your thoughts around those three groups? Um, I have so many thoughts. Uh, I just I, I'm ready to jump into talking about Psalm 12 because, yeah, three words jumped out as you were reading. But to answer your question first, I don't think I resonate so well with any of them because I've always been pretty quick to ask for help. Okay. And that that may come honestly from an over valuing is not the right word, but I just don't get how me asking you for help says that I'm any less than I am. And that may just be me thinking I'm great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm great at a lot of things. This thing I need your help on. Yeah. You know, Um, but if any of those three were me would probably be the last one. Yeah. And yeah. And and that just goes more so to the woundedness of relationship, you know, and one of the things about me historically is that I 
try my best not to give someone a second chance to hurt me. Mm. And that's a roadblock to true relationship yeah. because true relationship is being hurt and forgiving and hurting and for being forgiven. And, um, and I think that may be one of the reasons why I may not ask for help a second time. Mm. Right. Or I may not be vulnerable with you a second time. Right. You know, the whole fool me once, shame on me, fool me once, fool me twice, shame on once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of thing. Try to yep. really um, see myself that way. So yeah, that that's, that's probably the one I would resonate with the most. How about you? Yeah, I think um, if I had to rank them, I would say the second camp is probably me most often, right? It's mm -hmm. my own pride or my own self-righteousness, right? My own thinking that, like, I can get this done. And I think yeah. similarly mm -hmm. to you, when I think about my own wounding or, like, original wounding, like, my earliest memories, it would be having to fend for myself or having mm -hmm. to feel like I needed to perform or be perfect, whether that was because of the climate around me, the household I grew up in or relationships I was in, I don't really know fully, but I know that I've for a long time had a sense of like, if I don't do this, no one else will. Right. Almost yeah. like an arrogant, yeah. um, an arrogant over sense of responsibility. And I think yeah. what that, yeah, I heard somebody use the, um, the acronym ego edge got out. Right. I think what that's done a lot in my life has edge got out because I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I don't, I don't need to ask for anybody's help or God's help. Right. And yeah. I ultimately end up trying to rely on my own strength, but I think all of them, you know, if I'm, if I'm mm -hmm. really honest, like there's other times when I think like, oh, I shouldn't ask for help because I don't want someone to think that I can't figure this out, that I'm not smart enough or not good enough. And then I think there's other times when, like you said, because of relationships, if I've been hurt by someone or something, then I don't want to go back to that pain, right? Like no one would intentionally wound themselves, right? Right, yeah. Um, but I think that's one of the things that re, where I have to sit before the Lord and get reoriented by God to this idea that like God's never been that way, right? Yeah. God's never failed. And so um, my my tendency to ask God for help has got to go up. And I think in that I can grow in trust for others as well. Um, but yeah. there's definitely an interconnectedness between the two. At least that's what I sense that like if we don't ask others for help, we're probably also not asking God for help. And I think yeah. that that for me is a problem in my life. And I have to yeah, I have to sift through that regularly with the Holy Spirit to make sure I'm I'm realigning to what's true about about God. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something about Psalm 12, but just a follow up yep. question for you is what does reorienting your heart in that way look like? How yeah, does that work? that's that's good. So it usually that I don't I would say I don't always notice it first. Right. Either someone may point it out in me like uh, I'm 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 looking overly stressed or behaving overly stressed and there starts to be tension in relationship. And so then I have to sit down and try to unpack that with the Holy Spirit and say, mm. like, OK, God, um, could you show me where it is that I'm I'm needing your help or the help of others? Where am I not? Um, you know, fully trusting you. Um, so it looks like, yeah, just trying to be still and trying to notice and trying mm -hmm. to say, okay, something's off here. Is it because I'm feeling overly responsible? And if so, is that because I'm being self-righteous? And if so, uh, what is it? You know, and it, so it takes a little while, um, but I've sort of learned my own patterns. And so I'm at the point now where it's a little simpler to just do kind of like that breath prayer in the devotional, just say like, Lord, help me you know, um, and start there.
Yeah. And you talked about being stressed and that kind of being an indicator for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, um, one of the things I'm really leaning into um, this season in my life is that exhaustion, stress, burnout, those are all indicators, in my opinion, of too much self-reliance, not enough God-reliance. That's good. And when we talk about Psalm 12, it starts with God-reliance, help. Mm-hmm. But the reason he's asking for help is because of all of the self-reliance he's seeing. Two other words that he points out there is they are um, boastful, mm. right? And he also says flattery several times. Oof. They're boasting and they're engaging in flattery. Both of those things have to do with placing too much emphasis on humanity mm-hmm. and the capability of, of a human. And that's, that's, that's completely contrary to help, to crying out to God for help. And that is the place that God wants us to be. And I think that's exactly what the psalmist is figuring out. And it is, it is bringing him life. Yeah, that he's crying out to God. That is where his sustenance is coming from, and that's where his deliverance is coming from. I had this L up for so long. That's for Leon, um, mm-hmm. but that that is where it's coming from. And so, um, and just listening to your story, right? Like you're talking about, you know, you 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 have that. I don't want to be seen as less than. I don't want to be seen as. And that's just contrary to what God wants and what the psalmist is saying. Yep. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the gift of lament, right? That's the mm. gift of of honesty that God's yeah. inviting us into, right? It's not um, complaining, right? It's not looking at at like things as like, oh, everything's sorrowful, everything's horrible. It's just yeah. opening ourselves up, right? Um, so I wonder what what does that look like for you, like in your life? How do you open yourself up before the Lord in honesty? Interesting question, because most recently in my time with the Lord, I realized that I have been, if such a thing is possible, keeping secrets from God. Mm. And by that, I mean that they're just places where he's clearly been pointing at, Mm. pulling at, and I've just been choosing to not deal with it. And so for me, it's been just sitting with those areas that I feel I'm tugging at, um, realizing, acknowledging my resistance and then just kind of leaning in, it's kind of like, you know, I used to do CrossFit a good bit. And part of doing CrossFit was uh, massaging, finding the trigger points in your muscles and letting the release. We would take a, a lacrosse ball and stick it in whatever the muscle is and lean mm-hmm. into it. And the reality is it was a painful process as you leaned in. But the more you leaned in, the more that muscle released and the better you felt afterward. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm finding is wherever I feel that tension internally I'm trying to sit with it and lean into it. And although it's painful leaning in, I'm always thankful for it afterwards. Yeah, that's good. You may have just saved the phrase lean in for me because I'm always like, what does that mean? <laughs> and now you have defined it in such a way that I will have a good picture in my mind and I'll be able to understand what that means. But when people say it, I was like, what does that mean? So oh. thank you. That was good. That was, Man, that was very, very thorough and helpful. Yeah. Um, I think similarly, yeah, I, I remember working through a process like that in therapy with, of just mindfulness, right, where mm-hmm. you just uh, sit silently and kind of think about each part of your body all the way from head to toe and mm-hmm. then find where you feel the pain, right, and, and where, this, where you feel stress, right, in your body, um, and then ask God to tell you why, why that is, yeah. what's going on there. So I can resonate a lot with with even just that that practice or that process because um, it's been helpful um, in my life as well. Um, so what would you say to a person who is like, 
I, I struggle to ask for help. You know, you're on the other end of it saying it's pretty easy for me to ask for help. How would you coach someone into being more willing to ask for help from yeah, others or God? Yeah. Um, this is going to sound a little simplistic and maybe even offensive, but allow me to go there. I'd say get over yourself. Yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. Um, you're just you're just not that perfect. Mm. Uh, and um, and that's OK. That's yeah. okay. You, you're broken. You lack. And that's why we have community. And that's why God has redeemed us to himself. We have him. So, yeah, that's really good. That's really yeah. good. That, yeah, that, that resonates with me a ton in it. Um, I think your uh, Ash Wednesday sermon was such a great lead in even for this conversation. So I'll just mm. drop that as a pin right here and say, if you haven't listened to that sermon, you know, go to the, the podcast, go to the sermons page, wherever on Vimeo and watch that Ash Wednesday sermon, because, yeah, that reminder that we have limits is an it's an invitation to ask for help. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an invitation to say, here's where I'm limited. Here's where I'm not. Um, and then all that space that's created is here's what God is. Right. Yeah. And here's mm-hmm. here's how God can um, help me which is ultimately what the psalmist is asking for, is asking for help. So that's really good. Um, Any parting words for this week for people to meditate on, breathe into as we head into this weekend, um, this, you know, kind of second week of Lent? I loved your words on mindfulness. Yeah. And not only for this week, but overall, um, and this may not be just a specific week one practice, but I would love everyone to at least take some time to consider practicing mindfulness because it's helpful, like you said, for figuring out where's the stress, where's the anxiety, um, you know. Um, also, it's helpful for a myriad of other things like temptation, right? Mm. Where, what, what's happening now? Um, anger, you know, that's a secondary emotion. That's a reactionary thing, you know, mm. so to be mindful. But where is it coming from? Mm. And I just think that, man, that's just a game changer when I'm able to do it. Like, I, I know about it. I'm mindful of it, but I'm never mindful like I should be. And I just think that that's huge, man. So, yeah, if you're, you're listening, you never try it, man. Give it a try. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think similarly I would say create space, right? Create yeah, space yeah. Um, in your life. That's what Lent is about. Lent is mm-hmm. not about giving up things to punish ourselves or be miserable, right? Um, there's a joy in fasting because it creates the space for God to interact with us more frequently, right? So yeah. if you are fasting from something, then use that space for God or make that space available for God, right? Like don't just be yeah. off social media or not watching TV or not eating just because, right? And then you're yeah. still walking around mad and hungry. Like right. don't if you're not doing those things, then I would say think about what the replacements are in that space. Amen. And part of that yeah. could just be saying, Lord, help me more frequently. You know, as, as you want to open up your social media or as you want to turn TV on or as you want to go on Netflix or as you want to eat because you're hungry or whatever it is, say, Lord, help me, you know, in that, in that moment and watch God meet you there. Right. Cause Amen. I think that's what changes the game. I know that's what has changed my self-righteousness is seeing the Lord answer when I need help or seeing people actually help me and realizing I don't have to carry this alone. So create space, um, ask the Lord to help you and, and record it, you know, write it down uh, somewhere, yeah. make an iPhone note, write it down somewhere. Um, tell somebody, um, remember the goodness of the Lord. Cause that's what the psalmist is doing, right? It's just recording, mm-hmm. recording 
a time and place in his in his life. And so we can do that too today. Yeah. And at the risk of making this a little bit too long, I just want to yeah. touch what you said, Benjamin. Sure. This idea of fasting. The power in fasting is in the feasting. Yeah. The power is not in what you're giving up, but what you're embracing, what you're taking on. And so just keep that perspective in mind. If you are indeed fasting, which I think is a good idea to practice during Lent. So yeah. Hey, man, that's really good. So that's it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we're going to release these conversations every Friday, and they are themed around the devotional. So make sure you're engaging with that content as well. A new one will come out each Monday, um, and we look forward to just talking with each other, and ultimately we hope that we're talking with you. Um, and so talk with us. Email us, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, Leon at RedeemerATL.org, Rachel at RedeemerATL.org. We'll all be popping in for these conversations, and we want to hear from you. How is God speaking to you in the space that you're creating? Um, how is God helping you in this season? Um, share those stories with us because we would love to be encouraged by them and encourage you as well. So thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. God bless you and have a great week. Peace.